Welcome back to Inside the Yale Admissions Office. My name is Mark, and I'm a Yale Admissions Officer. And I'm Hannah. I'm also a Yale Admissions Officer. And today we are talking about the very final stages of our selection process, something that we call final review. Yes, we mentioned this at the end of our second episode way back in, what was that, March 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, and we left everyone with a real cliffhanger. This is what that sounded like. But, but. it's not quite over yet. Mm. There's more. And those decisions that come out of area committee are not necessarily going to be the final decision. There is still one more act to, to follow. Um, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. I think everyone knows why this episode has been a little bit delayed. In case you missed it, uh, there was a global pandemic. We wound up working mostly remotely for about two years. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiger King happened. TikTok blew up. Um, The Braves won the World Series. I don't think I've mentioned that on this podcast (laughs) yet. Uh, A lot has happened in the last two years. That nobody expected. Nobody. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we have gotten, I will say, a lot of email traffic about this episode. Mm -hmm. People keep asking uh, on our email, hey, when's that episode? episode on final review coming out they feel like you know we've we've really left them left them behind so we do want to finally record as promised that episode that's right so here it is two years later episode 25 originally slated to be episode three (laughs) all about the final (laughs) review process better late than never and back in the studio to join us two years later is our good friend alfie hi so excited to be asked back i was a little worried that after episode two perhaps i had said something that was (laughs) (laughs) amiss when i hadn't been asked back to to join you guys so i'm very excited to be here today we've just been working our way through the staff but we're uh we're glad to have you back yeah we, we were saving this very special throwback cameo just for this episode. Um, We also thought you would be great because, Alfie, you, of course, are a member, a fellow member with Hannah and me of the Final Review Committee. So before we get started, a quick reminder. Our goal with this podcast is to take you behind the scenes and show you how we do our work. This is not a how to get into Yale podcast. This podcast is not going to give you, you know, tips and tricks for devising some complicated strategy for how to get into mm-hmm. Yale. And listening to this episode in particular really shouldn't change anything about how you put together your application. This final review process is both really difficult and I also think it's really interesting um, in large part because it involves some cold, hard truth. We can't admit everyone that we'd like to. Yeah. You're going to hear us talking about the final steps of our process. Just keep in mind that there's there's just no way that you as an applicant will be able to predict how your fate might be affected by any of this. We can't even predict it as admissions officers that are inside the process. I also really want our listeners to, to try and find some comfort in the fact that a lot of this process is entirely out of your control. If the number of students we could admit were just a little bit higher or if the other students who applied were a little different, some applicants would get probably a a different decision. That's just how the cookie crumbles, and it crumbles a little bit different every single year. So in our second episode, we explained that every day for about five weeks, we have day-long committee meetings to review admissions files one at a time. That process starts in February and goes through the middle of March. Those weeks are a lot of fun. They are also exhausting, Mm -hmm. but, but they're fascinating. We all get to learn about all these amazing students from around the country and from around the world. And we're in the room with different people from across the university as well. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to one of our earlier episodes about that committee process. And since we do that committee process pretty much the same way every day for five weeks in a row, there are a few things that are just kind of 
unavoidable. Unavoidable thing number one. The complete picture of an individual application might not be totally set the day that it's up in committee. Right. Some applications, they just don't yet have everything that we would need or that we would want. Right. So, for example, we might be waiting for an interview report or sometimes we want to see your mid-year report. Sometimes we have sent out those art evaluations or music evaluations. So we're waiting to hear back from the faculty. Uh, sometimes an officer will opt not to hear a case at all that day and say, let's just leave this open and, and hear it later. Uh, and then there are other times where a committee might hear a case and say, actually for the applicant's sake, let's wait until we have something else when we make that, until we make that decision. Sometimes there's also breaking news that hits kind of after the committee has met. If you win some sort of major award that wasn't in the application at the time we met in committee, these are pretty rare. And I will say most of those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of application updates that we get throughout, you know, January, February, March don't really move the needle. But occasionally it happens. Sometimes we'll get some some late breaking information that might affect the committee conversation. So kind of think about unavoidable thing number one as the fact that there's just going to be some unfinished business after we've marched through all these areas. Yep. Unavoidable thing number two is that we're aware of the fact that some committees may be a little bit tougher than others, or they might just have a dynamic that, you know, gave a slight advantage to certain students over others. And as we're talking about this, it's important to recognize that we don't go in with any sort of quota um, for the number of students that we can admit, either on a particular day or in a particular area. And we're also very, very intentional to not keep any kind of running count of how many students we voted to admit as we're going through those weeks. You know, you wouldn't want it to be easier to get in if your area happened to fall earlier in the schedule. So I have a metaphor for this. We'll, we'll see what Alfie and, and Hattie think about this. Okay. Um, as I was trying to put this together, like, how would I explain this? Because I feel like we get a lot of questions about, well, how do you know where to set the bar. And I explained that it's it's not a set of criteria. It's not, you know, a rubric. This kind of just lives in the hearts and minds of our committee members. Mm -hmm. And I sort of liken it to driving a car without a speedometer. Um, we have to hit a certain speed limit. We sort of know, okay, this many students applied this year and we can only admit about this number. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to be pretty tough. I and mean, we're all sort of trying to feel out on any given day, okay, how fast should we be going? Um, yeah. All of our committees go through sort of driving at this speed that sort of is just in our mind. You know, we think we're going at the right speed. Yeah, I think this is about right. And it's not until the end of the process that we actually sort of look and see, okay, how fast did these different committees right. go? Uh, right. And, and did we sort of on average drive at the right speed right. To, to hit what the numbers that we need to hit at the end of the day. And there's definitely going to be variability in that because mm -hmm. we're, the committee is made up of humans making very human decisions. So that's good. I like that metaphor. I'm going to use that. So for those two reasons, it's important to have a process at the end where you kind of go back and take stock of the whole process again from sort of a wider vantage point. Mm -hmm. That brings us to final review. Yeah, and there are really two parts of the final review process. Um, the first is just cleaning up some of that unfinished business. Mm -hmm. So the first part is called cleanup, and it's just like a regular area committee. We get five people together who are on the admissions staff. And we hear a handful of cases from each area that have loose ends that need tying up. And we are able to just do a quick zoom across the country hearing these last cases. This is a good place to point out that officers all have geographic areas. Uh, remember, we've, we've talked about this before. And we fold those areas into larger units called teams. 
We started this model a few years ago, uh, originally with, with larger kind of regional blocks, and then we switched to more purposefully random teams that have areas from all across the country. So we do cleanup review by those teams, and that's really helpful because there's probably someone in the review committee room who was also in the room the first time around the mm -hmm. student was heard and has that kind of extra context. And the cases that show up in, in a cleanup committee, uh, you know, they basically fall into two categories. So the first category is a case that doesn't yet have a decision. Um, either because it wasn't ready for a committee, as we were just talking about, or because the committee left it open for uh, for whatever reasons. Um, and then the other cases where something new and important has hit the file. Unfortunately, sometimes it might be a negative, so there could mm -hmm. be a big slip in grades. Uh, so that mid-year report did come in, and uh, you didn't do so well, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. in the um, a disciplinary violation that you or the school has made us aware of. Um, anything that really is going to make us think twice about the committee's initial decision to admit. To admit. And those are really the worst things yeah. that, that <laughs> yeah. can happen generally when cases are coming back to committee. I can say that it's usually something positive that has hit the file. Yeah, we do dread those when we see on these sheets, because officers prepare sheets that say these are the cases we want to talk right, about and review, right. and we see, you know, is there an action already on the file? And when we see, yes, the action is already admit, and we say, oh no, <laughs> no. why are we talking about this What student? happened? They've already been admitted. And sometimes we groan and we say, yeah, if the committee had had that, we would not have voted to admit. And sometimes we look at it and we say, okay, that's not great, but we can sustain the decision right. um, here. But it is our duty to go back and review that information when it comes in. Right. Yeah. And then certainly officers never love to, they always sort of grimace mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> when they have to bring back some not so great news. Officers present these files kind of just like they do in regular committee. The area officer reads the area and outside reader work cards and everyone in the room looks at a paper or digital copy of the slate, which is sort of the, the list of applicants in that region. If you need a refresher on any of these terms, head on back to episode two. Yeah. Was it in Lingo Bingo? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think that was in no, Lingo wasn't. Bingo. Well, next episode, next yeah, game. Yeah, Lingo we'll Bingo Part 2. <laughs> Yay. So this whole process happens right after those five weeks of area committee. And even then, we still, very intentionally, don't start counting up how many students we've admitted. Right. We are going into that process completely unaware of what the sort of bigger picture looked like. So after all that's done, we finally have a provisional decision on every single student who has applied. And before I go on, I just want to be clear to the audience because I, I feel like this conversation could be creating some stress perhaps mm -hmm. or yeah. I want everyone to know that decisions on most cases do not change at this final stage. Yeah. Um, and this decision that your application got in the area committee is probably the decision that you're going to receive on the day that we release decisions. So. Totally. The only challenge is uh, once we get to the end of this whole process, um, you know, we could say, hey, we're done. Everyone's been through committee. Let's mm -hmm. like release those decisions and get start getting excited about yield season. However, there is a high chance that we've probably over admitted in our work. We are so excited about all our applicants. We've voted to ad admit more students than we think we should if we want to hit our target size number for the first year class. We only have room for so many new Yale students every year. Mm -hmm. It's virtually guaranteed that we will have too many students admitted. Um, and now the process of predicting 
how many students and even like what types of students a college should admit. It's a project that's turned into this really big and complex cottage industry for some consultants out there. Yes. Um, some other colleges out there, they use some really advanced econometric models that predict whether a student will accept their offer of admission and, and even sort of how much financial aid money that student should receive. And we want to be clear, at Yale, we don't do any of that. Right, right. Yeah, we keep it a little simpler. Mm -hmm. uh, we have an Excel spreadsheet that's it. <laughs> that tracks our yield rates. Um, so that's, oh yeah, <laughs> the uh, percentage of admitted students who enroll in a given cycle. And that Excel sheet has data for every year going back a few decades. So a few of us will gather together and try to figure out, okay, how many students should we sort of responsibly offer admission to? And we'll just kind of get together. We'll look at that spreadsheet. We'll kind of squint a little bit <laughs> and we'll say, okay, we think it'll be a about this number. This year, Hannah and I were looking at this sheet with a few other people last week, and we said, okay, we think that the yield rate this year is probably going to be around 68%. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's really just a guess. It's based on previous year data. Yeah, and fortunately for us, these things do tend to be fairly consistent, which means that we can say, all right, we think it's going to be in the neighborhood of 68%, mm -hmm. which means just a little bit of basic algebra gets us to say, okay, um, our goal is to enroll about 1,550 first-year students this fall. We should admit about 2,280 of our applicants. That's the number that we came up with last week. Yeah. Right, but none of those numbers is precise yeah. or exact. Right. There's a little wiggle room around both of those. This is a little bit of a, a guessing game at the end of the day for us. You know, if our yield is lower than we expect it, we'll get to go to the wait list, which Yay. I love, <laughs> actually. We're big yeah. fans of the wait list. Um, we love the wait list. <laughs> so much fun because we get to admit more students into the class and yeah. hopefully make some more applicants happy. And so that's something that we, I actually think that we kind of hope that we don't hit our target mm -hmm. right on the nose so that we can go to the right. wait list. And then if the number is higher than we expect, well, that's actually not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we did our jobs too well. Yeah. But we can certainly make that work if it's 10 more students uh, who accepted our offers than we had predicted. If it becomes 100 more students, well, then we have some, some more right. thinking to do. and be. It's a uh, situation that's worth trying to avoid. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So last week, actually, we whipped out those spreadsheets and we, we did a little squinting at them. Um, <laughs> and we came up with a target number of 2,280 admitted students. And then we looked at how many students we had voted to admit after all the area committees and cleanup committees wrapped up. And there were 2,312. Which is pretty good. It is. It's it is quite close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we drove without a speedometer, back to my <laughs> metaphor, and we were like pretty close to the right speed that we needed to be at, at least on average. Right. 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 However, we can pat ourselves on the back for that, but we also need to get down to 2280. It's, yeah. it's not optional at this point. Yeah. And uh, like... I don't know. We're not going to sugarcoat it. This is, I would say, one of the hardest parts of our job. This is especially tough because we have to run a sort of bizarro committee now mm -hmm. uh, where instead of voting to admit a student to the class, we're actually voting to take a student out, which is actually the part of the year that I look forward to the least. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It is. A, it's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. Um, yeah. And I'll say, thankfully, we, we try to go about it in a pretty thoughtful and deliberate way. And I think the first thing that, that helps us is that there's going to be some degree of variance between committees. 
a lot of this is just the fact that there's going to be change from year to year in a particular area. One year there might be lots of really awesome students in one area, and the next year fewer in another. We generally don't think that it's worth you know trying to iron all those things out year after year because over time these things revert to the mean. And you know it, it can also be the case, uh, however, that some students were heard in a committee that was just a little more likely to hit the admit button. And, you know, I would say even if we aren't over-admitted, it's still a useful exercise to kind of look at those students who fell just over the line and the students who fell just under it. Mm -hmm. um, because we know there's going to be that variance in committees. So basically the goal of, of this final, final review process is to look at the strongest students who have not been admitted to the class and the students who were admitted who were maybe fall closer to that line. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the final review process isn't just about taking students out. We also get to put some other wonderful, fabulous students into the class for the first time. And we crunch a few more numbers before this committee happens to, to sort of help the process along. However, each decision still comes down to the specifics of the individual application and the committee members who are considering it. But we do start off by calculating some different rates of admission, both by individual area officer and then by those larger teams that we talked about. Right. This helps the dean come up with a target number for each one of those teams. Um, so he might say, okay, I need your team to bring back the 15 sort of weakest admitted students in your team, but also bring back five really strong students who are currently on the wait list. Another team might be asked to bring back 10 of their weakest admitted students and five of their strongest students on the wait list. Individual officers will then go back over their slates and will look for students in both groups and send the names to the team leader to compare. Going back through the list of admitted students to find ones to take out is really, really not fun. And actually, as, as a team leader, I spent many, many hours on a Thursday going over the nominees from my team, and it, it was really tough. But finding the students who fell just short of an admit vote can also be really exciting. The job of the team leader is really to compare all those files and to come up with a list to bring back to that final review committee to be heard. Mm -hmm. And Alfie is my team leader. Aww. So so last week I had to go through my um, cases and sort of look through and say, okay, oh, I don't want to, but yeah, Alfie, you should take a look at, at these handful of students who are currently in the class. But then I also got to go back and find a handful of students where I said, oh, I thought maybe the student would just get one more vote in committee. I was sort of bummed at the time. Alfie, take a look. I think the student is great. And maybe is actually even sort of more appealing than some of these students who are currently in the class and should come out. Absolutely. Yeah, and then the final review committee spends a day just hearing all of these cases. And I'll just say, before you think, oh man, like they must find the most heartless admissions officers to make <laughs> up this final review committee. This sounds really scary. The three of us are actually, you know, constant members of that committee. Mm -hmm. So it's We're just, nice people. It's just your, nice your, uh, your, your friends. Yeah, Hannah, Mark, and Alfie <laughs> will be there. So sometimes we hear a case that's suggested that we take out of the class and we say, no, we cannot bear to lose that student. Mm -hmm. Like, give us someone else. We, we've got to keep this one in. And then sometimes we hear a case that's suggested for bringing back into the class and we say, you know what? I think we're going to sustain the original committee's vote. This is still not quite there. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, we look at an admitted student that's being considered again and we say, oh, yep, this student is awesome. I can totally see why they were admitted but we've got to get the number down, and yeah. this is one that can go. Right. With a heavy sigh, we say, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. 
It is definitely a heavy sigh, and it stings a little bit every time, mm-hmm. uh, especially because there's no version of the decision letter that says, you know what? You were so <laughs> close. <laughs> right. You were in the class for like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have that that letter, and perhaps it wouldn't be a fun one to receive yeah. anyways. However, it is also really wonderful for us to to take a student that was just short of an initial area review and then looked really strong when we stood them side by side with a different group of applicants in this final review process. Yeah, so that's kind of the last chapter. Finally, you've gotten your uh, you know final final review mm-hmm. episode. We are actually recording this um, on a Wednesday, and it's actually the Wednesday before we are releasing our regular decision decisions. It's tomorrow. Um, That's tomorrow. Yep. We spent the whole day last Friday going through this entire final review process. And after that, the class was officially finished. And on Monday, Mm -hmm. we had the very fun (laughs) task that we always look forward to of getting paired up with one of our admission colleagues to double check every single admissions decision. Yes, folks, all (laughs) 50,000 Admissions decisions yes. were double-checked by all of us in the office. And as you can imagine, uh, this took several, several hours yeah. and a good part of the day on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Once that's done, we can start doing fun things like stuffing envelopes with packages for admitted students. So, you know, understanding this final review process can feel like some really inside baseball. This is this is really what we mean when we say inside the Yale admissions office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we think it's a good illustration of the principles that really underline our work. The first one being that we are bounded by the limitations of reality, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is not always fun for us to remember. We would love to admit many more students than we can, but we can't admit all of the students who get a unanimous vote from an admissions committee. Yeah. Some of those are going to have to get, uh, you know, taken out at the end of the process. And second, we try to be as fair and consistent as possible in these committees. This process is very subjective, and there's really no way uh, that we can really balance all of the scales or even perfectly predict who will be the best members for our Yale community. But we're doing the best that we can to give every applicant the same opportunity to really stand out in front of a group of real people, us Mm -hmm. admission officers, and to take each case one at a time. Uh, Next, uh, we'll say it again, as an applicant, keep in mind, there is so much of this that's just out of your control. Mm -hmm. Try to come to terms with that, accept it. Um, There are students who are taken out in final review one year who would have stayed in the class in another year. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, it's the way the cookie crumbles uh, yet again. Yep. Um, You may have heard some of us say this before, if you've attended an information session or I'm sure it may have come up in another podcast. I'm sorry, Mark and Hannah, I don't know every (laughs) single one. What? Okay. Shocking. (laughs) Shocking. I know. Um, But just remember that if you're doing a thorough job identifying great college fits for you as you're going through your college search... Um, and you're looking at a range of selectivity, uh, you're going to find yourself having a really awesome experience in college because you're going to have put in a lot of thought mm. before you've actually submitted that, that mm. application. Um, but no amount of hard work or collection of accolades or time spent pouring over online forums or money spent on expensive consultants mm. is going to guarantee you a spot at any particular school. Trust us. 
as much as you can. <laughs> the sooner you accept that, the better your whole experience through this college application process is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. And, you know, finally, if you're denied or put on the wait list, you'll never know how close you came. Mm-hmm. So just tell yourself that you were one of those, you know, 40 some cases that were that had to be taken out at the very end. Yeah, you were that close. Yeah. You'll never know. Just assume that you were that close. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Alfie, thank you so much for joining us back in the podcast. It's been great to, to have you on episode 25 after <laughs> episode two. I know. This has been great. A lot of fun. Hope I can be asked back for perhaps a little lingo bingo or something. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. You heard yeah. it here. Next contestant. We'll definitely have you back uh, Have you back sooner this time. I think I can take you down this time, Hannah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the undefeated champ of lingo bingo. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's go get ready uh, to release tens of thousands of admissions decisions. That's let's next up on our to-do list. Uh, thanks to our friend and colleague, Jill, who's both our sound engineer and a great admissions officer. Thanks to Reed for lending us his office. Thanks to former admissions officer Andrew Brick Johnson, who composes our music. Be sure to check him out at andrewbrickjohnson.com. If you have comments or an idea for an episode, drop us a line at yaleadmissionspodcast at gmail.com. And finally, remember that the views expressed in this podcast are ours and don't necessarily represent those of Yale University. Thanks for listening. 